Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports, joins us on 365 Sports with Craig and Paul, David Smoke, and Ross, thanks for your time. Just wait a little bit and something crazy or something big will happen in college football. What were your thoughts today about the, the uh, temporary restraining order and the transfer portal appears to be wide open again? Yeah, it's um, it's nonstop in uh, college athletics today. I, uh, I did not go to school to be a court reporter, um, <laughs> but uh, here I am. So today was a, a, another loss in, in court. Uh, for the NCAA, uh, a judge ruled, and in, in a district judge in West Virginia basically ruled that uh, multiple year or multiple time uh, transfers can immediately play at their new school without a waiver, um, which, of course, the, the, the process, if you transferred more than once, uh, an athlete needed a waiver. About 25% of waivers have been granted uh, and, and the judge ruled that um, at least for the next two weeks. So it's a temporary order. So it's just a 14-day order. So basically over the next 14 days, um, uh, you know, basketball players who have transferred a, sec- a second or third time and have been denied a waiver to play or their waiver hasn't been determined yet by the NCAA, they can play immediately over the next two weeks. Um, on December 27th, there'll be a preliminary injunction hearing uh, that will where, where the judge will probably have a more permanent uh, order in place. And, Ross, the way this has been going, this temporary, like you said, a permanent order, this rule change doesn't appear to be going back in the bottle, does it? No, uh, very unlikely. Uh, if you talk to legal experts, they'll tell you that Usually, um, a temporary restraining or a temporary order like such as this, um, restraining order such as this, is is usually granted uh, by a judge because that judge believes the the plaintiff who brought the case will win the case, um, and that's why they're granting it to to uh, provide temporary relief until the case can be heard in full. So, yeah, it doesn't look good and it's, it's for the NCAA. And it, it, it probably is why the NCAA has already released a statement uh, saying that they will not prevent 
multi-time transfers from playing immediately at their new school for these 14 days. Ross, uh, man, the, the losses just continue to, to pile up for the NCAA. And you know, there's a lot of talk about what could be in the future for college athletics. I mean, at what point do you just stop losing cases? And at what point does everybody just say, hey, we just need something new entirely? Yeah, I, you know, I I think that um, that that's a sentiment uh, among many in college athletics uh, as one administrator texted me earlier uh you know he he said it's to the point where congress needs to act or the system needs to blow up uh and you've probably heard that a lot the last few years from uh, i know Dabble sweeney a lot of coaches have said it uh, he, he has said it just blow it all up blow up the system um it's time to start over uh, start from scratch so to speak uh or, or Congress gets involved in, in, involved and protects the NCAA's policies and, and rules from uh, legal challenges. So one or the other probably needs to happen. Um, you know, there there is movement, uh, I know, on Capitol Hill for uh, some help for the NCAA uh, when it comes to employment and antitrust and, and even NIL. Uh, you know, Congress just moves very slowly. We're we're in year four, or about to hit year five of of this process of the NCAA trying to get Congress to intervene um, and basically preserve its model and its policies uh, and, and protect it from these court cases. Ross, what's to prevent in season? A team loses a player for whatever reason, an injury. They need somebody to fill that spot. Is this to the point where we might even see in-season transfers, or is that just no way? No, so that that is a separate rule. Okay. Uh, that This one does not uh, – the, the court's ruling is, is just for uh, multi-time transfers um, – who, who want to play immediately at a new school. It doesn't, it doesn't touch the separate rule that the NCAA has, which there is no um, – there's a pro- prohibition on in-season transferring. So these are two separate things. So the court, at least not yet, <laughs> did not touch the in-season <laughs> transferring. I mean, there, there's a lot of NCAA policies um, – that you know can be can be uh, attacked and have been attacked. And, I mean, certainly that's another one, uh, but that would be like a separate court case. Ross, um, you mentioned Congress needs to act, or they need to blow the whole thing up. It seems that last week's announcements of Charlie Baker's proposal, and then some of the stuff we heard from the Senate, was kind of an intersection of those two things. Of look, if you want Congress to act, you're going to have to do something that makes it to where you're not going to continue to lose on these things. And Charlie Baker's proposal is the first one that even gets in the realm of that, but we would still be years away from that really being enacted, wouldn't we? Probably so, yeah. Uh, you, you're referring to the, the Charlie Baker proposal about yeah. the new subdivision uh, and the bringing NIL in-house and then paying, basically paying direct direct pay to, to college athletes through a 
a trust fund. Um, and there would be, be this new subdivision where conceivably the power five would, would operate, uh, they'd be able to, you know, create their own rules and pay players and bring in IL and house. I, you know, I think that we're probably months, several months away, uh, from that happening. Linda Livingstone, who's the, the president actually of, of Baylor there sits on the board of directors. Um, and, and I talked to her last week in Vegas and she said it was very unlikely that they'd have something, uh, soon, certainly not anything, uh, before or at the convention, NCA convention, which is about a month away, uh, she thought that would be very unlikely. So we're, we're still months away from something that like, uh, like that happening and being approved. Um, you know, the NCA is a huge membership, membership organization, which is part of the issue. Uh, it's probably too big. They're, they're too disparate, uh, schools with, with disparate resources and missions in the NCAA and, and which is, which is why Charlie Baker proposed what he proposed, I think, to separate off the big high revenue producing football, basketball powers of uh, schools. Uh, the problem is, is getting something like that passed. It does probably take a, a full membership D1 membership vote. And that can be, uh, that can take a while, you know, and in those schools who would be in that subdivision, many of them, you know, the SEC, Big 10, Big 12, and ACC, you know, they haven't really weighed in a whole lot. I don't think they've gotten a lot of time to discuss that proposal. And if, if, you know, a majority of, of those schools are against this or a majority of those leagues are against it, I can't imagine it happening because, you know, the subdivision will be made up of those schools. So, Ross, just to clarify, there's a temporary restraining order for 14 days up until December 27th. Anyone that transfers in that time period, if they do, even if that is changed on the 27th, it's not going to keep them uh, from transferring, correct? That once they transfer in this 14-day window, they're good. Well, so uh, kind of. Okay. It, it is complicated. It is complicated. So – I think the best way to explain it is it, it, athletes can compete in game, multi-time transfer athletes who, who don't have a waiver can compete at their new school over the next two weeks. Okay. Um, and that's really it right beyond the 14 day mark for right now, the same rules apply. So you actually could have like, so for instance, a football player entering the portal now, Right, can't play, can't immediately play without a waiver next season. Okay, because uh, it, it the rule doesn't, as they say, doesn't forecast for future seasons. It's just this period. So, you know, but a basketball player on a team right now whose waiver has been denied or whose waiver has not been determined and who has transferred multiple times can play over the next two weeks. Um, and and if the ruling is reversed at a full uh, again, the full hearing, preliminary injunction hearing, December, December 27th, if for some reason the ruling is reversed, which is unlikely, that player then becomes back ineligible for the rest of the season. But him play, he can play now for the next two weeks and, and be eligible, and the NCAA won't go back and retroactively penalize okay. schools if the ruling is reversed. However, it is a low likelihood that the ruling would get reversed. 
because it's the same judge who made this ruling. And usually the way it works is in, in order to get a restraining order like this, the judge uh, will almost assume that the plaintiffs will win the future case, court case, the full case. So, so right now, I think, I think everybody, it is very complicated. So, you know, if you like a football, but my best example is the whole football thing, right? If you have a football player entering the portal now, it doesn't mean if he's a second time transfer, it doesn't mean he doesn't need a waiver for next year. He still does for now. It's just this 14 day period uh, that uh, where players can play on an active roster. So uh, you said you didn't want to have to deal with too many legal things, knowing that that's part of it. Is there any time you ever actually discuss who's the best football team anymore? <laughs> uh, sometimes, I guess. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to know. Honestly, I lose track of um, with the transfer portal and just the fact that I, I, I do so much off the field with sports business-related stuff. I lose track of who's on what team these days. I yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. Ross, I would think uh, the, one of the interesting things to me in the uh, in Raekwon Battle's case and the argument he made, now his waiver was about, um, you know, mental anguish and mental health and, and, and trying to get to a new spot after going through uh, a traumatic couple of years back home, which is understandable and that was kind of commonplace but the court case had another thing brought up in that now because of name image and likeness he is uh his right to work is restricted because if you don't let him play basketball that he can't get nil and that's his uh most marketable skill so now if you don't let him play then you're restricting his right to work that would seem to be the thing i would think the ncaa will not be able to get past Right. And, and that's a uh, big part. I listened to the case, uh, unfortunately, um, <laughs> for three hours today. And that was a big part of the case um, with Raekwon Battle, as well as two other witnesses, Maddox Kopp, uh He's a uh, Miami, Ohio quarterback in the Cincinnati basketball player, Jameel Reynolds. Reynolds in battle both uh told the court that the NCAA was basically preventing them from earning pay from NIL contracts. Reynolds said, um, quote, it's harder to make more money in quote. Uh, when you, when you're, when you're denied a waiver to play battle said, quote, I'm not going to get what I signed for in quote. Um, and so they, they did use yes. NIL earnings as a way to, to, to show the court uh, harm, uh, basically. Ross, thank you. As always, we appreciate all of what you're doing. I, I, I obviously follow you, what you do on your timeline, on social media, with Twitter, but also Yahoo Sports. We appreciate your time, and Lord knows what happens between now and the 27th. That might be yeah. something different, but appreciate the insight and knowledge. Yep, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a Rogue Media Network 